This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's pet. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent continues the strange story of Superman's adventure on the lost planet Utopia and tells how Jimmy Olsen found a ray of hope in the darkness of his predicament. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, it's only once in a blue moon that someone comes along with such exciting prizes as those comic buttons Kellogg's Pep's been putting out. And now that you've got a series of 18 new buttons to collect, boy, that multiplies your fun over and over. Because it's such a swell surprise finding a button every time you open a package of pep. And there's such swell prizes. These new pep comic buttons, all 18 of them, are colored up bright as anything. They really show up when you pin them on your jacket or your dresser cap. And they're true-to-life pictures, too. Tess Trueheart and, and Spud and Corky and Superman look just as real as they do in the fight papers. And think of the fun you get in swapping duplicates with your pals and adding to your collection that way. Yes, sir, you get a kick out of collecting this brand new series of pet comic buttons. And you don't have to spend any of your allowance to do it either. Don't even send in a box stop. You just ask Mom to keep stocked up with plenty of Kellogg's Pet. That's right. You can't buy these new comic buttons. You get one as a prize in each package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. The whole wheat flakes that taste so good and sunny that you come a-running to breakfast. Be sure to remind Mom to get you some P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Assigned by Editor Perry White to write a feature story on Superman's most unusual and exciting adventure, Clark Kent chose to recount his experiences on the lost planet Utopia. Listen now as Kent continues. Taken to the planet Utopia in a space shell by Anthar and Poco, two Utopians determined to prove to him that their people were planning an invasion of the Earth. Jimmy Olsen was captured by brutal guards of Zalam, the evil regent. Anthar was captured with him, and they were both clapped in prison to await a trial. Jimmy was accused of spying for Earth, Anthar of treason. Both were given reason to believe that they would be condemned to death. 
Meanwhile, back in Metropolis, I had just learned from an eyewitness that Jimmy had been carried away in a weird projectile. And that was all I knew when Editor Perry White burst into my office where I sat poring over a volume of the encyclopedia. Ken, Ken, I've just come from police headquarters. Well? And they haven't been able to find a trace of Jimmy. Oh, I, I can't understand it. When he left here this evening with that, that crackpot, Jim told Beanie he'd be back in a few minutes. But he's been gone, let's see, uh, over five hours. Uh-huh. He didn't go home. He didn't come back here. Where in tarnation could he have gone? Well, can't. Hmm? Huh? You call me, Chief? Did I call you? Say, what's the matter with you? Who, me? Yes, you. Here, Jim's disappeared with a madman, and you, you sit there reading a book. No, 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 I, I'm not just reading. I'm looking for a clue, Chief. A clue to Jimmy? In a book? Sure, you see, this is an encyclopedia. And you expect to find out where Jim went from the encyclopedia? Can't you are of your mind? Oh, not at all, Chief. I'm perfectly sane and right. Oh, yeah? Then what are you looking for in that encyclopedia? Well, you must know, I'm trying to find out where the planet Utopia is. That is, if there is such a thing. The planet what? Utopia. That's where the man in shorts said he came from and where Jim said he was going. And you... You believe that? Well, of course you haven't forgotten what Tom said, have you? Tom? Tom who? Tom, uh... Oh, you mean Carlson? Yes. Well, you expect me to believe that fairy tale he told us about Jim and that crackpot sitting in a great big white ball that jumped off our roof and flew way up into the sky? Oh, now, look. Oh, go on. Carlson bumped his head against the radio tower on the roof and dreamed it. The way you're acting, you must have bumped your head, too. Oh, no, no, Chief. Carlson swears he saw Jim and two other men in the... in the... Uh, whatever it was. Well, whatever it was is right. I tell you, Carlson saw them in his dreams. Well, I'm not so sure. Well, I am. You ought to be ashamed of yourself believing me like that. I didn't say I believed it. I and just said what I... were you looking in that encyclopedia for? To see if there is a planet called Utopia. And if there is, I suppose you intended to call up one of the yeah. airlines and reserve a seat on the next spaceship. Well, oh, not exactly. Oh, right. I mean, I'm I... wasting my time talking to you. Well, it is... Olson's in the hands of lunatics or a bunch of slick crooks, and you're talking about planets. Well, planets just... nobody ever heard of besides. Nobody ever heard of Krypton, either. But what? Krypton. In case you've forgotten, that's where Superman came from. Oh, no. No, no, no. Look, sit, sit down like a nice fellow, will you? I want you to meet a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Dr. Jennings. Uh, you like him. I'm sorry, Chief. I'm going to see Professor Wilson. Wait. Uh, where are you going? To see Professor Wilson, an astronomer who knows all about planets. I'll see you later. heard of the planet Utopia, Professor Wilson? There is no such major planet, Mr. Kent. No, I know that, Professor, but aren't there quite a few minor planets? Yes, there are a host of small bodies which are known as minor planets or asteroids, such as Ceres, Ares, and Hidalgo, for example. But uh, I believe you said this planet you are wondering about might uh, be a possible habitation for human life. Well, yes. And that rules out the minor planets, since we believe they have no atmosphere. Oh, I see. Well, uh, what planets are known to have an atmosphere, Professor? Oh, quite a few. But most of them are ruled out as possible human habitations because of their extreme temperatures and low density. Oh, I see. Which ones aren't ruled out? The planets of the so-called inner group, Mercury, Venus, Mars. But because of scientific reasons, uh, uh, with which I won't bore you, we uh, don't believe that either Mercury or Venus is habitable. See, but, but, but you think Mars might be? Yes, we believe it might support some form of life, but a uh, form quite unlike man as uh, we know it. Well, then our friend in shorts and sandals couldn't have come from Mars. I beg your pardon? No, nothing, nothing, Professor. You're, you're certain there is no planet you scientists know of which might just possibly be inhabited by, well, by men like ourselves? No, Mr. Kent. It's a fascinating idea to play with, and I'm not saying there might not be such a planet. You're not? No. I just say that uh, we scientists have never been able to discover such a planet, and uh, frankly, we do not think one exists. Well, thanks very much, Professor. If my newspaper can ever do anything for you, I hope you'll give us the chance. Well, thank you. Uh, don't look so disappointed, Mr. Kent. Well... If you're interested in the subject, uh, well, who knows? Maybe you will discover a planet on which men like us live. I just want to discover it if Jimmy's there. 
Looks now as if Tom Carlson was dreaming. Perhaps that Jim was taken away in some newfangled plane, which means that somebody ought to find him. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you, Mr. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Professor. I was just talking to myself. Well, thanks again, Professor, and I'll be seeing you. Confused, perplexed, and more worried than before, I left Professor Wilson's laboratory. And still without a clue to Jimmy's whereabouts, I returned to the Daily Planet. And now, back to Clark Kent, who continues to tell his story. As I left Professor Wilson's laboratory, still worried and no further ahead in my search for Jimmy Olsen, my young friend, as I learned later, was nervously pacing the floor of a solitary cell on the planet Utopia. Suddenly, he stopped short and listened to a furtive scratching at the tiny barred window high in the wall. Oh, what's that? Don't speak not so hard, lest you draw the guard. Poco. What are you doing here, you, you turncoat? Oh, James, do not be afraid. I come to bring you help and aid. Oh, yeah? Like you helped us with Saran tonight by telling him you didn't go to Metropolis with Anthar. And by calling Anthar a traitor and me a spy. Can't you see I spoke thin tramp? Delivery so as to fool Saran? To save your own neck, you mean. Oh, please don't have an argument waste breath. You were really very close to death. Go on, you can't kid me, Poco. Saran probably sent you here to pump me or something. Oh, no, that is not true. I come only to help you. Oh, tell that to the Marines. Where's Anthar? Oh, he's in another cell. Where for the moment he's not where? Oh, what do you mean, for the moment? Oh, come the trial tomorrow and then... Oh, sorrow, sorrow. Oh, boy, this utopia sure is a nice place. Just like Germany during Hitler's time. Oh, please, James. The moments are few. If I'm to be of help to Anthar and you... You... You mean you really do want to help us? Why else do you think I risk my head when I could be lying safely abed? Well, okay, what's your plan? First, you must tell me if you can... Where can I locate Superman? Superman? Yes, my friend, for I see how only he can save you now. But, gosh, I don't know where he is. Oh, think high, think low. James, you must know. I don't, I tell you. Maybe, well, just maybe, Mr. Kent or Mr. White could get in touch with him by radio. Oh, Mr. Kent or Mr. White, will they try with all their might? I sure will. They know what's happening to me. But how can we let them know they're back on Earth in Metropolis? In Metropolis, you say? Where we were earlier today? Yeah, at the Daily Planet newspaper. But how can we tell them about me, Poco? Oh, at the moment, I cannot say. But there must surely be some way. Yeah, but how? I have a plan. But it means risking my head. For if I'm caught, I'll surely be dead. Oh, she was maybe oughtn't to try then. Oh, I cannot stand by and watch you die. Oh, look, friend James. I lowered a string. Do you perchance have a ring? A ring? Sure, I've got my high school graduation ring. Now, does it bear a sonnet or your name upon well, it's it? It's got my initials in the year I graduated. Oh, that's good. That's fine. Attach it to the twine. What for? Oh, please. Do not delay. Just do as I say. Okay, take it easy. Where's it? Oh, here, I've got it. Oh, you might as well take my ring. From what you and Anthar say about the trial tomorrow, I guess I won't be using this ring much longer. Is the ring on the string? Yeah. I wish you'd tell me what you want it for, though. Oh, that you will learn. If not for me this time... Oh, here's hoping. We could sure use a little luck right now. And now, my friend, I say goodbye to save you and Anthar. I will try. And if I don't return, you'll know I, I did die. Good, good luck, Poco. Swiftly drawing the cord of which Jimmy's ring is attached up through the tiny barred window, Poco melted silently into the darkness, bound on a dangerous mission. Left alone in the blackness of his cell, Jimmy, as he later confessed, prayed harder than ever before in his life that the little rhyming jester would succeed in contacting me.
Tomorrow, Clark Kent reveals the details of Popo's daring plan and tells how the little round rhymester manages to contact Superman. So don't miss it. Yes, don't miss a single thrilling moment in Clark Kent's fascinating story of Superman's most unusual adventure, the mystery of the lost planet. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! The Sunshine Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent tells how Jimmy Olsen was condemned to die on the planet Utopia and reveals how he learned the details of the young reporter's predicament. gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, for a hobby that's just as much fun as taking snapshots of your friends, I nominate collecting those nifty comic buttons in the new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet. Because every one of those buttons has a picture of one of your comic strip friends. Characters that you've known and liked for a long, long time. Eighteen of them in all, like Brenda Starr and Cindy and Spud and uh, the little moose, uh, Beezy and Goofy and Superman, of course. And they're done up in full bright colors, too, so that they show up like anything when you pin them on your jacket or your dresser cap. Boy, is it fun collecting these pet comic buttons. And there's that exciting moment every time that Mom opens a new package of pet to see which button's inside. And if it happens to be a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because then you can trade with your pals. So hop to a gang, get busy on your collection. Ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pet. Now, you don't send in any money, not even a buck stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons. You just look for one inside your package of pet. 
That's Kellogg's Pep, you know, the sunshine cereal, loaded with sunny, golden toasted flavor. These crisp, fresh whole wheat flakes sure do hit the spot for breakfast and in between snacks. So ask Mom to get you some P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Assigned by editor Perry White to write a feature story on Superman's most unusual adventure, Clark Kent gave it much thought. Then he selected an experience that began one day when Jimmy Olsen was taken to the planet Utopia by Anthar and Coco, two utopians who wanted to convince the young reporter that their people planned to invade and conquer Earth. Now, Kent continues with his story. Immediately upon arrival on Utopia, Jimmy and Anthar were thrown into jail by order of the vicious regent to await trial and a predetermined death sentence. But Poco, the fat little rhymester, managed to talk with Jimmy and learn from him that Editor White might be able to contact me, that is, Superman. So Poco, taking his life in his hands, set out on an attempt to reach Perry White. Meanwhile, Jimmy and Anthar were brought from their cells to an anteroom of Utopia's huge Senate chamber, where they waited for the senators to assemble for their hearing. Do you think we have a chance for a fair trial? I fear not, friend James. Why? Because of the hundred senators who will sit in judgment upon us, all but a scant few as arms men, personally chosen by him to do his bidding. Well, how come? Don't you have elections up here in Utopia? We always did before Zadam seized control of the government. Now Zadam, and he alone, says who shall and who shall not hold office. Oh, I know his kind. There are still a few of them left on Earth, too. But when our United Nations really get swing, there won't be any more like that at all. That is as it should be. Amen. That doesn't solve our problem right now. Indeed it does not. I feel now that nothing can save us from Zaram's wrath. Unless Poco manages to go through with what he told me last night. What? You saw Poco last night? Uh Uh-huh. Somehow or other, he managed to get to the window of my cell. Tell me, tell me, what did he say? Well, he said he was convinced that only Superman could get us out of this mess. And he asked me how to locate him. Yes, yes. I couldn't tell him any more than I told you. That is that I don't know. Except that maybe if he could manage to contact Mr. Kent or Mr. White, maybe they could help. So he said he... That he would attempt another trip to Earth? That's right. Oh, that is just what I feared he might do. What do you mean you fear? That's our only chance. Yes, but poor Poco knows little of interplanetary navigation. Without help, he may be lost in space. Oh, no. Poor Poco. It was his lot in life to play the fool, and as a fool he will die. And so it was in a spirit of dejection and utter hopelessness that a few minutes later... Jimmy and Amsar were ushered by armed guards into the Senate chamber, where on a high throne planted on a dais overlooking 100 white-robed senators sat Zaram, feet-nosed, fierce-eyed regent of Utopia. Silence! Zaram, the great and glorious regent of all Utopia, speaks. Boy, what a build-up for that ugly puss. Sir James, be quiet. Gentlemen of the Senate, fellow Utopians... We meet today on an unhappy occasion to learn that Anthar, one whom we all loved and trusted, a man who once earned the respect of his fellows, has now become a turncoat, a foul traitor. Hey, what kind of a trial is this? Sir, I'm asking or telling them. I warned you not to expect a fair trial. What care of Anthar, the man our people trusted, that our planet is doomed to be shattered in space within a few weeks? What cared he that our people are thus doomed to death? No! Anthar cared only for himself. For by acting as a traitor to Utopia, he was promised great riches and power on Earth. If we are destroyed... Be sure to get this bunch worked up with the old rabble as a technique. And now, gentlemen... 
faced traitor, dares ask that we grant a fair trial to him and his fellow conspirator, the spy, James Olsen. However, keeping in mind that utopia is, after all, a democracy, it is our duty to listen to Anthar, even though we know beforehand what our vote will be. I will do my utmost to change their minds. No utopians and no members of the Senate. You may call me traitor, but I will be heard. It is true I flew through space yesterday to Earth. But I went there for but one reason, to speak with only one person whom I was sure could help us. And unfortunately, I failed to find him. However, gentlemen... Hear me when I say that we not only commit a great moral wrong by trying to obey the earth, but it will mean our destruction. I have heard enough. Gentlemen of the Senate, shall we waste time in debate here? Shall we wait and risk defeat? Or shall we strike now while the people of earth are off guard and so secure a new homeland for all people? Himself and the American spy. You heard him in fair trial. I was ready to vote no on the fate of Anthar the traitor and James Olsen the earthling spy. Oh, 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 oh. Very well. What is your verdict? and loyal Poco. Now, back to Clark Kent's thrilling story. As Jimmy Olsen and Anthar heard their doom pronounced by Zaran, I was sleeplessly pacing the floor in my apartment when I was suddenly startled to attention by the ringing of my phone. Hello, Clark Kent speaking. Oh, Kent, this is Burroughs at the office. Oh, yes, sir. I hope I didn't wake you up. No, I haven't been asleep. Matter of fact, I've been out all night hunting for Jim Olsen. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep myself worrying about him. Yeah. Hey, listen, Kent, we uh, just had a flash on the telephone. About Jim? Well, no. Oh, well, turn the story over to someone else, will you, Burroughs? I'm giving all my time to looking for Jim. Oh, sure, I know, but this is very strange, Kent. It seems to concern you. Me? How? Well, it sounds crazy to me, but it's been authenticated. Oh? Now, listen to this. Some kind of a huge white ball fell out of the sky about 20 minutes ago and landed in the middle of Main and Franklin Streets. What? Yeah, I said it sounded crazy, but Peters happened to be nearby and he authenticated it. He says the ball seems to be some kind of a weird plane or a rocket ship or something. Well, I'll be... Listen, Burroughs, was there anyone in it? Yeah, that's the other crazy part of it. There was a little fat man in it. 
There was? Yes. Peter says he was dressed in shorts and sandals and had tiny silver bells on his wrists and ankles. And get this, Kent, before he passed out of the picture, he asked for you. For me? Yes, Peter swears... Never mind. Listen, where is he now? The little fat man. At St. John's Hospital. Hospital? Well, sure, I told you he passed out of the picture when the ball crashed. Wait, Scott, is he... Uh, how badly is he hurt, do you know? No, I don't, but my guess is there wouldn't be much left of anybody after crashing at a contraption like that. Well, cross your fingers and hope he isn't done for, Burroughs. Because if he is, I'm afraid we'll never see Jimmy again. <laughs> Hoping against hope that the little man might yet be alive to tell me something about Jimmy, I stripped off my street clothes and, as Superman, rocketed out of my window towards St. John's Hospital. Tomorrow, gang, Clark Kent reveals the condition in which he found Poco and what the little rhymester was able to tell him. And from there on begins the most exciting part of Superman's most unusual adventure, the mystery of the lost planet. So don't miss a minute of it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Recounting the story of Superman's most unusual adventure, Clark Kent reveals how he was finally contacted by the faithful Poco and started off on the trail of the missing Jimmy Olsen. This is Superman, gang, and here's someone I want you to meet. Rear Admiral Reginald R. Belknap, USN, retired. Good afternoon, boys and girls, and thank you, Superman. I am the chairman of the Lehman's National Committee, a non-sectarian religious organization that tries to make sure that children of all races and creeds get the wonderful advantages offered by our churches. This is National Sunday School Week, a very good time to recognize all the good the Superman show does to promote the principles of right living. Superman shows us all how to live the golden rule how to help and protect those who need it. And so, I now present the Lehman National Committee's citation to the Superman program as the best children's program of the year. Thank you, Admiral Belknap. The whole Superman staff is very grateful for this honor. Yes, and I want to add the thanks of the Kellogg Company, makers of Kellogg's Pet. Naturally, Kellogg is proud of the Superman show and its contribution to our good American way of life. And Pep is part of that good, wholesome way of life. A good cereal that's good, wholesome eating for growing boys and girls. 
That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Now the adventures of Superman. In recounting the story of Superman's most unusual experience, Clark Kent told how Jimmy Olsen was taken to the planet Utopia by Anthar and Foco, two men of the little-known planet, and how, upon their arrival, Jimmy and Anthar were captured and sentenced to death by Zaram, the cruel regent. Now, Kent continues with his story. Meanwhile, here in Metropolis, I received a news report of a huge white plastic ball that had fallen out of the skies into the heart of the city. What's more, its sole occupant, a little fat man wearing strange clothes and silver bells on his wrists and ankles, was reported to have called for me several times before he lost consciousness. As soon as I heard that, I rushed over to the hospital where I was surprised to find my editor, Perry White, waiting for me. The told me you were on your way over. Oh? While I was waiting, I found out where he is. You mean the funny little guy they took out of that, uh, that flying ball? That's right. He's on the third floor. Good. hope he's still alive and that he can tell us where to find Jimmy. Are you kidding? No. Come on upstairs to his room. Oh, doctor, my name is Clark Kent. Yes? I, yes. Uh, I understand the patient in 306 was asking for me. Yes, he was indeed. Ever since he came to. I'm glad you've come. Well, uh, may we see him now? Yes, but before I take you to him, I want to warn you. He's a little... Uh... Well, strange. Speaks only in a sort of odd, rhymed double talk, I suppose you might call it. Poor fellow. Suffered a concussion, eh? No. Surprisingly enough, we don't find him suffering from anything more serious than a sprained ankle. Now, if you'll follow me, please, I'll take you to him. Here you are, gentlemen. Thank you, Doctor. Not at all. Oh, hurry, hurry. It's worry, worry. Listen to that. Come on in, Chief. If you, sir, Mr. Kent and Mr. White... You are indeed a welcome sight. Well, I'll Yes, be. I'm Clark Kent, and this is Mr. White. Suppose you tell us who you are. No, oh, I am Pelko by name. A jester by fame. A jester? Of all the... Now, wait, just a minute, Chief. Uh, uh, Poco, could you tell us where you come from? Oh, yes. I come from Utopia. And the story I bring is... is nothing short of frightening. What story? Yes, yes, get to the facts if they are facts. Oh, very well. Since yours are the names given, be my, given me by my good friend James... James? You mean Jim Olson? No, it is true, I do. Well, what happened to Jim? Where is he? Now, with poor James, alas, all is not well. He is lying now in a guarded cell. What? Go on, Poco. Yes. He makes his fate behind iron bars of the panic utopia close to Mars. Oh, now, cut out that rhyming double talk, and for heaven's sakes, tell us what... Do you think on lies I'd waste my breath while James is in prison, sentenced to death? Sentenced to death? What for? He was, on utopia, convicted as a spy. And for that, Zaram has condemned him to die. Zaram? Who is Zaram? Zaram is regent who rules our land. All life and death are in his hands. How can we help Jimmy, Poco? By telling me quickly, if you can, where can I contact Superman? Uh-oh, what do you want with Superman? No, to save poor James and Anthar, too, from death at the hands of Zaram's crew. Now, look, Poco. You can't hold everything. What? Now, come here. I want to talk to you. Excuse me, Poco. Oh, worry, worry. Hurry, hurry. What's eating you, Chief? I think this character's giving us a phony story. Oh, now, what's more, I think he's part of a gang that kidnapped Jimmy, and now... Wait a minute, wait a minute. How can you say that when this man's description, the projectile he arrived in, and his story about coming from Utopia, all jive with what an eyewitness to Jimmy's disappearance told us? You believe all that? I have no reason to disbelieve it yet. And I say you're as wacky as he seems to be. Gentlemen, I beg you, do not delay. Each moment we waste, speech James' life away. Let's see, Chief. Uh, tell me, Poco, for the sake of some who may be doubtful, have you any way of proving oh, that... Oh, yes, Mr. Kent, Mr. White. I can prove that I am right. Yeah, how? Oh, look. From around my neck, I take a string. And from this string, I, I take a ring. Let's see that. Chief, that's Jimmy's high school ring. Yes, it is. But how do we know he didn't steal it from Jim? Oh, I swear I did not steal the ring. Oh, why do you question everything? When, unless you help me, Mr. White, 
Well, James, your friend will die tonight. I've heard enough. Kent, I think this is a job for Inspector Henderson. Now, wait, Chief. Nothing doing. I'm going to call hey, him right now. Chief. Chief, how are the police going to help Jim when he's on another planet? I don't believe he is on another planet. Well, no, that he is, I swear upon my pelt. I took him there with Ansar myself. Oh, you did, eh? Why? Well, we took James with us so he'd understand the danger that threatens your native land. What are you saying, Poco? Oh, it's true, it's true. Believe me, it's true. Oh, cut it out. What's true? That Zaram is set to come with armies. There ain't to invade. Oh, no. And the way is all clear. His plans are all made. You took Jimmy along with you to prove that to him? Yes. And Zaram caught James and Anthar, too. And tonight, alas, their end is Jim. Oh, for Pete's sake, stop saying that. Oh, then call for Superman, I implore. Lord, shortly James will be no more. Great Jupiter. Tell me, Poco, is the time on Utopia the same as it is here? Uh, no. It's four hours late. And when it's four o'clock here, there it is eight. We have only two hours before sunset on Utopia. The time set for the execution. Look, Poco, you know how to get back to Utopia? Now, wait a minute. Uh, the path is clear through the stratosphere with the aid of this solar compass here. And for heaven's oh, sake, that little box, Poco, is that what you call a solar compass? Yes. Yes. And that is what to use I plan to chop the cost to Superman. Okay, I'll take you up on that, Poco. You'll take him up. Oh, I, I mean, Superman will. Superman? Where are you going to find him? You're going to find him, Chief. I am. Yes. Remember the last time we had to find Superman? You broadcast for him over the Daily Planet radio and he showed up? Yes, but... Well, you're going to do it again. Oh, I am, am I? Now, you listen Don't argue, Don't Chief. You... We've got less than two hours to save Jim's life, so get over to the radio studio and start broadcasting for him right away. Oh, this is crazy. It's ridiculous. Don't waste time arguing. Will you get going? Hurry. Whew. Well, I'd never get rid of him. Now, back here behind this screen where Poco can't see me and out of these clothes quickly. <laughs> Why have they both deserted me? Well, I do, Poco. Oh, you, sir, in cape of red and costume blue. Will you tell me, please? Who are you? I'm Superman. I understand you want to see me. Oh, no. No, this good fortune. It cannot be. I don't dare believe you are really he. Yes, I'm Superman, all right. Now, Kent said your solar compass would show us the way to Utopia, right? Uh, if the stars prevail, it, it cannot fail. All right, up in my arms with you. There. Are you comfortable? Oh, yes. Well, here's the compass. Hold it tight. If we lose it... It's good night. Right. Well, here goes, then. Up for this window. Now, out. Up and away! Leaping out the window with Coco under my arm, I rocketed straight up into the sky, bound for Utopia and what was perhaps the strangest adventure of my career since arriving on Earth from Krypton. But if I had anticipated an easy trip to Utopia, I was doomed to disappointment. I soon learned differently. Now we return to Clark Kent's story of Superman's most unusual adventure. With Poco clinging tightly to me, I shot up into the sky like a rocket, and soon we had gone beyond the stratosphere into the vast empty reaches of space, where the crackling natural electricity and lack of what we know as atmosphere made the going extremely difficult. Hold up here, Poco. Let us stay out of my cave. Nobody is good to fly. Up, up higher than the sky. What's that? Solar compass? Oh, dear. Oh, Superman, oh, dear. That means we are lost up here. Lost? What do you mean? Oh, this means we have going too soon. We should have waited till the clock struck noon. Why? What difference does that make? Oh, can't you see? It's because the compass is set at a certain pace. And when we left too soon, we became lost in space. Uh oh, that's bad. Pretty rugged up here, even for me. Getting worse all the time. Oh, the fault is mine. I'm a stupid fool. I should have remembered the solid rule. Too late for that now, Poco. Just hang on and hope for the best.
insensibly buffeted by the elements and apparently lost in space. I continued to struggle and fight with all the power I could muster in an effort to get through to Jimmy Olsen. But as the moments sped by, my chances and focus seemed to get slimmer and slimmer. How did Superman manage to fight his way through space in time to save Jimmy Olsen from execution on Utopia? Well, all we can tell you now is that the Man of Steel's great powers were tested like never before, and that both he and Jimmy were nearly destroyed on Utopia until this experience was over. So don't miss tomorrow's episode in Clark Kent's thrilling story of The Mystery of the Lost Planet, Superman's Most Unusual Adventure. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DZ comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. another chapter in his story, Superman's most unusual adventure. He tells how he struggled with the elements in space and nearly lost out in his titanic effort to save Jimmy Olsen's life. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, for all-round good fun, you can't beat the comic buttons in the new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet. And I mean all-round fun. Everybody enters in. Now, you don't have to be getting a big allowance because you don't send in a single penny for these pet comic buttons, not even a box stop. And you don't have to be in any certain grade at school. And both fellas and girls uh, get a kick out of collecting all 18 buttons in this new series. Everybody knows the funny paper characters like uh, Judy and Corky and, and Pat Patton and Superman, of course. And you can all trade duplicates with each other and add another pet comic button to your collection that way. What's more, these comic buttons are so doggone smart-looking that, well, you're mighty proud to wear them on your jacket or your dress or cap. So get in on the fun, gang. Ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep, because that's the only way you can get these exciting prizes. You can't buy them anywhere, but there's a comic button for you inside every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And say, Pep's a prize package when it comes to good eating, too. Crisp and fresh and loaded with that catchy sunshine flavor. So ask Mom for lots of P-E-P. The Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. In recounting the story of Superman's most unusual adventure, Clark Kent has already told us how Poco, the little fat man who speaks in rhyme, flew to Earth from the planet Utopia to enlist Superman's aid in an effort to save Jimmy Olsen from a death sentence to which he had been condemned. Now, Kent continues. 
As Superman, I rocketed into the sky with Poco under my arm, and soon we were in space, far beyond the atmosphere. The going became extremely rough. Then, calling on all the power of my command, I struggled and fought onward. Managed to make very little headway against the terrific natural electricity and other elements in space, which buffeted and tossed us around like corks on a raging sea. Oh, dear. It's useless, Superman. Please save yourself if you can. Now, don't talk like that, Poco. Oh, but we are lost in the sky. Save yourself and let me die. Nonsense. We're not licked yet. What a... what a space shell can do... I can do. Oh, I wish to heaven what you say were true. But we're out of the channel we should be traveling through. Channel? What do you mean? Well, only once every six hours, we get channels through spacing, which one can rocket from face to face. Well, that's it. Well, we just have to... Great shot. Get out of my couple of Here comes a comet or something. Oh, great, oh, Clem. Oh, this spells our doom. Get out of my coat, I can't. by the rushing, flaming meteor, a white-hot ball of molten metal, I shuddered, fought to retain my equilibrium, then losing out began to fall, my body limp, but my arms clinging by some instinct to the terror-stricken Poco. Then a violent shudder passed through my body, and I painfully lifted my head from my chest. From what seemed at first like a great distance, I heard a voice. It was Poco. Superman, did we survive? Tell me, are we alive? Yes, Poco. We're alive, all right. Now we've got to find Utopia. Where is that solar compass of yours? It is here, but I fear... Thanks. Now, let's see. All right. The needle points this way, up and to the right. Away! Struggling... Battling as I had never battled before, throwing my strangely weakened body again and again at the raging pitiless elements, I fought for survival and for the lives of my friends. Meanwhile, I learned later, on the planet Utopia, Jimmy Olsen and Anthar, their wrists bound behind them, were standing in the walled courtyard behind the palace of Zaram, Utopia's regent. Armed guards stood alertly near, and Zaram himself, a gloating smile on his bony, hawk-beaked face, strolled back and forth between his prisoners and a huge stone table at which laborers were working. Say, what are you doing over at that table, Anthar? They prepared a space shell for us, friend James. The, the space shell? Yes, the one in which we are doomed to be sealed and then projected into eternal space. Gee whiz, it's sort of like watching our graves being dug, isn't it? Yes. It amuses that arm to make us observe the proceedings. Dirty dog. With a nasty smile on his face. Well, don't worry. He'll get his when he tries to invade the Earth. Uh, perhaps. But I fear he will be successful. Are you kidding? With the armies and navies and air forces of the United Nations on Earth, we'll make a monkey out of him. You forget something, friend James. What's that? All the nations on Earth are not yet fully united and prepared for defense against even the simple common foes they have to fight now. But... But they're working on it. That is not enough. Oh, boy. If you're right, Anthar, I deserve what Saram's going to do to me. Why do you say that? Because you told me all this in, in Metropolis. You're begging to try to find Superman. But I was a wise guy. I just laughed at you. You cannot be blamed for doubting me, so do not reproach yourself. Oh, don't kid me. I know now I'm the world's prized dope. I... Hush. Saram approaches. Be patient, my friends. In but a few moments, your new home will be completed. Are you... you low-down rat? 
I see the young man has not yet lost his courage, eh? You bet I haven't. When you get down there, you'll find the same goes for other earth people. Their courage will avail of as little as yours does now. Earthmen shall fall before me like flies. You'll never see that day, you... Silence! You... Sock me when my hands are tied, huh? That's the kind of a skunk you are. Open your mouth again, insolent puppy. You'll be placed in the shell without your tongue. You act the coward, sir. Really, Antha. Antha, the great patriot. Antha, the beloved president of Utopia Senate. What say the people of you now, foolish one? It matters not what they say now, for in time the truth will out. Bravo, Antha, bravo. You are foolish, Adam, to believe you can make yourself safe by doing away with all men of honor and courage. For somehow enough of them always remain to destroy you at last. You will learn that even as Hitler and other tyrants learned it. That's how I know. <laughs> Antha, you lived as a fool and now you die as one. <laughs> I would have a verse on that. Where is my jester, Poco? Poco! Poco, where is Poco? Oh, where is he? Where is he? Maybe Poco got to Metropolis and found Superman. Maybe he's on his way back here with Superman right now. I wish it was so, but that is no longer possible. Why? I have computed the solar time, and the last period was at noon of your time, which is 4 p.m. of ours. If Poco had arrived safely in Metropolis, found Superman, and returned with him at the last period, they would have been here shortly after 4 p.m. But it is now 5.30, so you see? Yeah. Well, look, when's the next time they can travel? At 6 p.m. Metropolis time, by which time we shall long since have been shattered in space. Oh, I see. Fire, the shell is prepared. Good. Guards, fetch the prisoners. Uh-oh. Here they come for us, Anthar. Yes, this is the end. Once more, I say how I regret being responsible for this friend, James. It wasn't your fault. You, you did the right thing, I guess. Grasped roughly by Zaram's guards, Jimmy and Anthar were marched toward a spherical shelf, near which workmen stood by, ready to seal it as soon as the prisoners had been let down through an open hatch. And at that time, Poco and I were just approaching the orbit of the Pope. Now, back to Clark Kent's thrilling story of Superman's most unusual adventure. As Jimmy Olsen and Anthar were being led through the space shell into which they were to be sealed and hurtled off into space, Poco and I emerged into the orbit of Utopia. Spent from my great struggle with the elements, I was grateful for the gravitational pull which had begun to pull me down to a planet that was barely visible through the mists and vapors. Well, I see land far below, Poco. And if this compass is right, it should be Utopia. Oh, hooray and praise the day. I hope and pray it's as you say. Great Scott. Look, Poco, didn't you tell me Anfar and Jimmy would be executed at sunset in the capital of Utopia? Oh, yes, yes. Well, I see a courtyard down there. Oh, great space. What you see must be the Regency. The sun's rays are beginning to leave that spot. Wait a minute. There's Jim. He's being pushed into a space shell. Down to him. Faster. Go! In sight of what was happening to Jimmy, I caught my second wind and zoomed down toward Utopia like a projectile shot from a rocket gun. A few minutes later, I landed in the middle of a startled group of Utopians. Letting go of Poco, I called out to Jimmy and started toward him. Jim! Jimmy! Jeepers, it's Superman! Great speech! Stand back, everyone! Stand back! Or... Uh, Superman! Oh. What's the matter? I... I don't know, Jim. I... can't move! Aware that 
I was held by the tremendous force of gravity on Utopia, I thought perhaps I had been stricken with a form of paralysis, and great beads of perspiration broke out on my face as I strained my every muscle to the utmost in a vain effort to move. And one thought kept racing through my mind. Had I come through that terrible ordeal with the elements, only to fail Jimmy now, never before had I felt so helpless and frustrated. And this, gang, is only the beginning of a strange series of things that happened to the Man of Steel on Utopia, as Mark Kent will reveal in Monday's episode of his story of Superman's most unusual adventure, The Mystery of the Lost Planet. So don't fail to be with us again Monday, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's pet. Pep, the Sunshine Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, in recounting the story of Superman's most unusual adventure, Clark Kent tells how the Man of Steel, for the first time in his life, was rendered completely helpless, unable to move. gang, this is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, the most exciting part of a race comes toward the end. You know, it's nip and tuck to see who'll win. And believe me, it's nip and tuck in lots of neighborhoods these days to see who's going to be the first to complete his collection of all 18 of those swell comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. 
Uh, some young fellows and girls are, are going to be strutting around when they have the whole series pinned on the jacket or, or dresser cap, and they're going to feel mighty proud. And no wonder, these pep comic buttons are so doggone smart looking, the colors are so clear and sharp that, well, nobody wants to miss out on a single one. You want Brenda Starr and uh, Spud and Superman and all the rest. And you want the fun of trading duplicates with your pals, too. So get busy, gang. Better remind Mom to get you some more of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's how easy it is to get these Pep comic buttons. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exclusive prize, plus a catchy sunny dish for breakfast in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. Yes, sir, these whole wheat flakes are sure a prize when it comes to good eating. So gold and toasted and delicious that, well, you practically can't resist it. So ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, Clark Kent was assigned by his editor, Perry White, to write the story of Superman's most exciting adventure. After much deliberation, Kent chose the story of Superman's experiences on the lost planet Utopia, where Jimmy Olsen had been taken and condemned to die. Listen now as Kent continues with his story. After a terrific battle with the elements in space, I managed to struggle through to Utopia with Poco, the little jester who had come to warn me of Jimmy's impending doom. We arrived in the palace courtyard, where at the command of Zaram, evil regent of Utopia, Jimmy and his friend Anthar were about to be placed in the space shell and sent to their deaths. Calling out to Jimmy, I started forward to free him from his bonds when, to my utter dismay, I found myself unable to move. I was held firmly to the ground by the heavy gravitational pull of Utopia, which made me completely helpless. Superman, what's the matter? I... I don't know. I can't move. You... Who are you? Ah. Answer ah. me. Who are you? How came you here among us? I... I can't. I... Answer me, I say. It is I, Zeram, uh. region of Utopia, who commands you to speak. If I can just Jesus, move. Why? I'll answer you, all right. Speak, I say, or I'll lash you within an inch of your life. Go ahead and lash. As soon as I get my strength back, I... Very well. Uh. Take this. Speak. Who are you? I can't stand this, darling. You can You can whip till your arm drops off. Won't do you any good. This I cannot understand. There are no welts on your face. You do not cry out in pain. But you'll cry out as soon as whatever's holding me lets go. You do not realize you're doomed by the gravity of our planet which holds you fast? So, that's what it is. Yes, and only I can save you, and I will if you tell me what I ask. I'll tell you nothing. I think you will as you feel your life ebbing from you. Number two guard, detail. Carry the stranger to the cell in my palace. Did the guard there summon me when the stranger is ready to speak? That'll be a long time, Zaram. I think it'll be a short time. Take him away. Now, you earthling spy. You call to him in the red kick. You know him? You bet I do. Who is he? Why, he's Don't so... tell him anything, Jim. Huh? Don't oh. tell him. Okay, I won't. Answer me, spy. Who is he? He... I don't know. You're lying? No, I... I thought he was somebody I knew, but... But I guess I made a mistake. I see you must be persuaded. Very well, I shall attend to that boss. Yes, sire. Take Anthar to the dark dungeon. But, sire, the space shell is prepared, and Anthar and the earthling will be dispatched in it at sundown. Be dispatched later. I must learn first the identity of him in the red cape. I must learn how he dropped from the skies with Poco, and how my lash could neither wilt nor pain him. It is indeed strange, sire. Since the earthling knows him, he must have come from Earth. Since we invade the Earth on the day after tomorrow... Day after tomorrow? I must learn first that there be more of such men in red capes who drop from the sky and are impervious to pain. Take Anthar away. Yes, sire. Come, Anthar. Very well. Farewell, friend James. So, so long, Anthony. Come with me to my council chamber, Olsen. 
Now we shall see if you're as stubborn as your friend. Now, Earthling, if you're wise, you'll tell me what I wish to know of him in the red cape. Oh, how can I? I? I don't even know. So, you require persuasion, eh? Very well, I shall persuade you. You see this small object which I take from my belt? It looks like a glass marble. What is it? You shall see. Come with me to the window. Okay. Now what? You observe the large statue in the garden? You mean the man on the gold horse? Yes. It's the statue of our former king. <laughs> the good King Yo, he was called. It was my great privilege to liquidate him. That statue, Earthling, is of granite and gold. And it weighs 20 tons. Yeah, it's pretty big, all right. Yes. Now take this. The marble? What are you giving it to me for? Throw it at the statue of King Yo. Huh? I said throw it at the statue. The window is open. The statue is just below us. Cannot fail to hit it. What's the idea? Do as I say and stop jabbering. Throw it at the statue. I don't know what this is all about. Here goes. Holy mackerel. The statue. It's gone. (laughs) Yes. Heap of broken stone and gold are all that remain of it. What? What did it? Just seen a demonstration of but one of my secret weapons, Earthling. Only one of the weapons which I shall use to conquer the earth. Golly, I, I can't believe it. Now, here I have another missile such as the one you just used to destroy the statue. Hey, don't wave it around like that. <laughs> put, put it away. Oh, no. You see, I'm considering throwing it at you. At me? Unless you tell me what I wish to know about the man in the red cape. No, no, don't. And speak quickly. Wait, 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 okay. I'll tell you. Very well. Speak. Who is he? He, He's Superman. Superman? Yes. How came he here to Utopia? He he can fly, and and he's so powerful that he can smash through steel as though it were paper, and, well, he, he can't be hurt. He flies. He smashes steel. Pervious to hurt. Yeah. If it weren't for this this heavy gravity on your planet, you wouldn't be sitting here talking about invading the Earth and, and holding Anthar and me prisoners. I'm beginning to understand. This morning at the trial, Anthar said he'd gone to Earth to see one person, but had not seen him. Anthar, although I tell my people differently, would not lie. So the person he went to see must have been this... Superman. That's right. Anthar and Poco came to find Superman to warn him of your dirty scheme to invade us. I mean, I was too dumb to believe Anthar, so he brought me back here to see... Oh, why can't I learn to keep my big mouth shut? (laughs) You have been very helpful, friend James. Therefore, I shall reward you handsomely. You mean you're going to let me go? Oh, no. I mean I'm going to permit you to choose your manner of uh, departure from this planet... I don't get it. It's very simple. Do you prefer to be sealed in the space shell as we started to do earlier this evening and projected into eternal space? Hey, wait a minute. Or do you prefer to be eliminated quickly by this little, uh, (laughs) what you called marble? So that's it, huh? Yes. Now make up your mind. I'll allow you 100 laps revolutions, one minute of your time, in which to select the manner in which you will die. Mockingly giving Jimmy a choice of death one way or another, 
The evil, black-hearted regent, Saram, sat at his desk and watched the time pass. And meanwhile, in a dark, moldy dungeon dug deeply into the bowels of Utopia, I lay on the floor, struggling to overcome the gravitational pull that held me helpless as in a vice. Now we return to Clark Kent's thrilling story of Superman's most unusual adventure. As Jimmy Olsen was faced with choosing the manner in which he was to die, I had managed to struggle to my feet in the dark dungeon into which I'd been thrown. With my x-ray vision and hearing, I'd been a witness to the scene between Jimmy and Zaram and knew that I must act quickly to save my young friend. But I was helpless to move. Suddenly, I was struck with an idea. This is dangerous, but it's our only chance. Must work. There. Now to call the guard. Guard! Guard, come quickly! Who called me? I know the stranger in this cell. Hurry! Why, why do you call? What do you want? Look at me. I am great. Great space. <laughs> Surprise? No. No, it, it can't be. It can't be. Taking one look at me, the guard's eyes nearly popped out of his head. Dropping his lamp, he backed away from my cell, spun on his heel, and raced away up the ancient winding stone steps that lead from the dungeon to the regent's palace. It looked as if my trick were working. What did the guard see that caused him to flee in terror? Will Superman's trick work to save Jimmy's life? Mark Kent tells more tomorrow in the next episode of his story of Superman's most unusual adventure, The Mystery of the Lost Planet. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. 
Clark Kent continues to tell his fascinating story of Superman's most unusual adventure, in which he tells how he tricked the evil Regent Zaram, and then was in turn the victim of a trick. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, that race is on. The fellas and girls in our neighborhood are busy as can be these days, trying to see who'll be the first to get all 18 of those swell comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Why, everywhere I go, I see jackets and dresses and caps with Pep comic buttons pinned on them. And I see groups of kids in the schoolyard swapping duplicates, too. And I see a lot of thrilling excitement at our house when it's time to open a new package of Pep. You know, that's the prize package that brings you those swell comic buttons. And they're real humdingers. Colorful pictures of funny paper favorites like uh, Tess Trueheart and Goofy and Superman. Boy, will you be proud when you have all 18 of these pep comic buttons to wear for everybody to see. And you know, the best part is they're so easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to stock up on Kellogg's Pep and look for your prize in every package you open. That's Pep, the whole wheat flakes with that catchy sunshine flavor. Pep, the sunshine cereal, the crisp, fresh Kellogg cereal that's a doggone good tasting. Every spoonful calls for more. Yes, sir, Kellogg's Pep is the breakfast dish for you. So just ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, Clark Kent has already told us how he came to the planet Utopia with Pogo, the little rhyming jester, in order to rescue Jimmy. He told us, too, how the terrific gravitational pull of a strange planet robbed him of his great strength. Now he continues with his story of Superman's most unusual adventure. Helpless, unable to move, I was thrown into a dark, moldy dungeon under Zaram's palace, where, with the aid of my extraordinary hearing, I overheard the cruel region give Jimmy one minute to decide how he was to die. By means of an amazing missile that would disintegrate him, or to be hurled into space... Suddenly, an idea struck me. I called to the guard. When he came to my cell, he took one look at me, dropped his lantern, and with his eyes popping, raced to the council room. Bursting in, he called out to Zerat. Your Highness, come quickly, sire. Quickly. How oh, dare you enter the regent's presence without permission? But, but this is important, sire. Vastly important. The, the man in the red cape, our prisoner. Well, what of him? He, he is gone, sire. Gone? Yes, sire. A moment ago, he called loudly to me. Then, when I came to his cell, he was gone. And another man was there. Even less. You must be mad, God. No, sire, no. With my own eyes, I saw it. Oh, boy. Superman's done it again. Silence, Earthling. This is impossible. This cannot be. I saw myself out of gravity of Utopia. I heard Superman is in heavy chains. Was unable to move a step. How could but he? But still, he got away. I told you he would. Now let's see you try to invade the Earth, wise guy. Be quiet. Come with me, God. We'll lock the Earthling here in the council room to wait for my return. Hurry! <laughs> Superman. Ha-ha! That, my friend, is what we on Earth call a $64 question. I do not understand, but your tone is mocking. Now, hear me, stranger. I am Zaram, regent of Utopia. The flick of my finger can mean life or death. Oh, yes. Yes, I've heard all about you, Zaram. You know my power, so you'd best answer me. Where is he of the red cape, the one called Superman? Uh, why don't you ask your guard? 
Ah, did you search the palace? Oh, panic, dear, in the palace, sire. You see for yourself, the cell door is still locked, and I did not unlock. I see, Stonehead. But I see, too, that our prisoner's not in the cell. A gold razor palace guard. Have a search made of every room, the grounds, the whole city. Then bring the earthling James Olsen to me. I'll go, hurry. Harvey, Zaram. I go, sire. Harvey, Zaram. Heil Hitler. Well, you and the Austrian paper hanger seem to have a lot in common. Silence. You see this weapon in my hand? Oh, now we're going to get tough, eh? It's a weapon such as you have never seen before. One of your secret weapons? One of them. The missile fired from this weapon strikes its target. It explodes, completely shattering the victim. My, my. Would you mind demonstrating it by putting it against your head and pulling the trigger? Insolent fool. I'll face it against your head unless you speak and speak quickly. Now, look, I aim it now between your eyes. Now, speak. Tell me whether it's Superman or Oh, oh, oh. It's a good bluff, buddy, but it won't work. I know you won't do anything to me until you found Superman. Really? And just between you and me, you're not going to find him until he wants you to. He must be here somewhere, and I will find him. <laughs> I think he seeks to play a trick on me. To make me delay my invasion of the Earth, a trick he plays with your assistance. My assistance? Yes, you two are an earthling. One whom Superman undoubtedly brought with him today when he came from Earth with my traitorous fool, Poco. Wait a minute. Who said I'm from the Earth? I say so. Because you wear the same clothing as the other earthling. The young one who came with Anthar and Poco. Why? Know you the earthling called James Olson? 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 See, I know a man named Olson, about 50 years old, red hair. Uh, and I know a Mrs. Olson. She keeps a little store, sells candy, newspapers, stuff like that. She the one you mean? I said James Olson, earthling. James Olson, James Olson. Well, uh, I think you deliberately avoid a direct answer. Why should I? I think you know that, too. A moment. I shall prove it. <laughs> This man in the cell. Him? I I never saw him before. Good boy, Jim. Do not seek to fool me. I say you do know him. No, I don't, sir. Yeah, perhaps I'm mistaken, but it does not matter. I shall find Superman. Then both of you and he shall die together. Lantar and Poco as well. God! Put Olsen in the cell, the other earthling. Yes, sir. Stay you within sight of the cell so there can be no more escapes. Or I'll have your head. Yes, sir. In with you, Earthling! Hey, good question. You two will hear from me later. Meanwhile, prepare to die. Turning on his heel, the vicious Saram strode off, leaving Jimmy in the cell with me under the puzzled but zealous surveillance of the guard. Jimmy could hardly wait to engage me in conversation, but I cautioned him to restrain his curiosity until the guard moved away or relaxed. I knew that we were yet far from being safe. Now back to Clark Kent's fascinating narrative of Superman's most unusual adventure. After leaving the excited Jimmy Olsen in a dungeon cell with me, Saram hurried up to his council chamber, where a moment later he engaged a captain of his guards in conversation. Well, what do you to say to me, Captain Teller? As yet, we have not found the one called Superman, sire. Why not? He must be somewhere near. I cannot understand it, sire. It would be impossible for him of the Red Cape to escape my secret police unless... Unless what? Well, you see, sire, I have made a search of Anthar's house. 
There I found some strange documents. What sort of documents? Relating to the one called Superman. They say how he can fly through the air swift as light. How he can demolish great mountains. I know all that. How his eyes can see through steel. Such a fabulous one might well have escaped us by taking to the sky and flying through space. No, I say Superman plays some trick on us. He tricks us. Yes. Somehow he conspired with the other earthling who calls himself John Smith and perchance with James Olsen too. But I have hopes I shall discover their trick. How, sire? I've had the earthling Olsen placed in the same cell with the one called John Smith. Then I instructed the guard to leave them alone at the end of 1,000 lapse revolutions. I'm convinced they know each other. They may reveal the secret of Superman's disappearance to me. But if the guard is not there, who will we Stupid one! In the cell below this council room in which an instrument is concealed in the stone ceiling. Ah, the 1,000 lapse revolutions have passed. Now the guard will leave their cell. And will turn their switch? There. Listen. There goes the guard down the hall, Mr. Cat. Now, tell me how you got here, and then where Superman went. Wait, Jim. Wait till he's further away. Ah, you hear, Captain Teller? Did I not say the two earthlings knew each other? You are wonderfully clever, sire. I told you his name is Smith, but Olsen called him Kent. He can't hear us now. No, he's too far away. Jeepers. When I came down here and heard your voice, I almost passed out. Tell me. Your head, though, Jim. I was proud of you. I wasn't sure you'd catch on, but I didn't want you to recognize me. How could I miss it the way you were yelling? Say, do you suppose Serrano caught on, too? I don't know. I think he's pretty clever. You're not kidding. But look, tell me how you got here on this planet and where Superman is. I'm so dizzy, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Well, you see, Jim, it's like this. Go on. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And so are we listening, eh, sire? <laughs> we are indeed, Captain Teller. We are indeed. I don't know why, unless it was because Jimmy's excitement was so contagious, that I overlooked the necessity for caution, forgot all about my former hunch, and began talking completely unaware that the crafty Zaram had his ear glued to a listening device. Things really begin to happen to the Man of Steel at this point in Clark Kent's story of Superman's most unusual adventure. So whatever you do, don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode of The Mystery of the Lost Planet. Yes, be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's pet. P-E-E-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent continues his story of Superman's most unusual adventure and reveals how the Man of Steel almost came to an untimely end on the planet Utopia. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. 
Say, around our neighborhood, the kids are really turning on the steam these days. Sure, they're racing like anything to see who'll be the first to collect all 18 comic buttons. You know, the swell prizes all the gang's collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Of course, I don't know yet who that fellow or girl will be, but I do know that somebody's going to be mighty proud to sport all those Pep comic buttons on his jacket or dress or cap. There's a doggone smart-looking, real, true-to-life pictures of your favorite comic strip characters like, uh, well, you know, Chief Brandon and, and the Little Moose and Superman, too. And think of the fun you'll have rounding out your collection. And say there'll be lots more fun, too, because I'm going to have some exciting news for you pretty soon. So don't miss out. Remind Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep. Now, look, you don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exciting prize every time you open a package of Kellogg's Pep. And there's good eating, too, because these are the whole wheat flakes with the sunny golden toasted flavor. Why, Mom's glad to see you polish off your breakfast bowl of pep because you get energy vitamin B1 plus good old sunshine vitamin D. So ask Mom to get you some P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. In writing a feature story on Superman's most unusual adventure... Clark Kent recalled how the tremendous force of gravity on the planet Utopia held him fast to the ground when he went to Utopia to rescue Jimmy Olsen. Now, Kent continues with his story. Listen. With Jimmy's life hanging in the balance, I took a desperate chance to gain time by resuming my disguise and, as Clark Kent, telling the astonished regent Zaram that Superman had escaped. Suspicious, the crafty Zaram had Jimmy placed in my cell with me then arranged for our guard to walk away. Naturally, then, Jimmy and I began to talk. Neither one of us aware that the evil regent was listening in on our conversation through a listening device that had completely escaped my notice. My compliments, sire. Setting up this listening device was exceedingly clever of you. I agree, Captain Teller. Now I expect we will learn how Superman escaped and where he hides. Out of your shot now, Mr. Kent. Quietly speak. For the love of Mike, please tell me where Superman is and how you got here. Well, you see, Jim, it, it, it's like this. Yeah. Go on, I'm listening. Well, so are we. Yes, we are indeed, Captain. You mean when he flew here with Poco? Yes, yes, I, I guess you could say that. You, yes. Well. Gee whiz, what are you acting so mysterious about? Am I being mysterious? Think you'll be suspect for listening to my side. I think not. Listen. You always do when we talk about Superman and you. No, you're imagining things. No, I'm not. But skip it for now. Just tell me how Superman managed to get out of this cell. When the last time I saw him, he was stuck to the floor because of the pull of gravity. Now it comes. Listen carefully, Captain. What's the answer to that, Jim? Do you know the answer? Well, oh, don't play games with me, Mr. Kent. Do you or don't you know how Superman got out of here? Peering at me with suspicion growing in his eyes, Jimmy had backed me into a very uncomfortable spot. I couldn't tell a deliberate lie. Yet the truth might prove embarrassing, even damaging to the secret of my true identity. So, still unaware that Zaram and the captain of his guards were listening in, I had to continue being evasive. Look, Mr. Kent, I'm just worried about our chances of getting off this planet. So, well, I want to know if Superman is still here, or did he go back to Earth? That's all. Answer him, stubborn earthling. This I too must know. Superman is still on Utopia. He is? You hear that, Teller? Yes, sir. anyone find that out? Of course not. Where is he? Well, that I can't tell you, except that he's not far from where we are right now. Just what I wanted to know. Has he licked this, this force of gravity on Utopia? Well, that's not what yet. you know. But I think he will soon now. Ah. He's got to lick it soon. Because I happen to know Zaram's planning to invade the Earth day after tomorrow. Yeah. Quiet, you fool. How do you know? He told me. Superman's got to stop him. Because he's got some terrific secret weapons. Really? Yeah. He showed me one of them. What? A little glass ball, no bigger than a marble, with some secret explosive inside it. 
He made me throw it at a big statue, and the statue broke into a million pieces. It did? Uh-huh. Gosh, Mr. Kent, we've got to do something. I'm not kidding. We've got to think fast to keep Saram worried until my... Until Superman's strength comes back. So that one up, Willie, my friend. I'm sure of it. It's coming back very slowly now. How are we going to keep Zaram worried? About what? About Superman, of course. We've got to make him believe Superman returned to Earth. While he thinks that, he won't dare try an invasion. Great Scott. What's the matter? Don't say a word, Jim. But what? Quiet, I said. There's a dictograph in the cell. Sire, he's discovered the listening device. Where? Matters not now, Teller. I need it no more since I have learned what it is important for me to know. But how could he possibly see it when it is embedded so deeply in the stone ceiling? I believe I know. Yes, I'm quite sure I know. He is clever, the earthling called Kent. Not clever enough to fool Zaram. Of course not, sire. Captain Taylor, I think I know where Superman is. You know? Yes, I believe I do. Have your men carry the earthling Kent into the courtyard. I wish to conduct an experiment. A most interesting experiment. Detail! Oh! Here is the Earthling Kent, sire. What do you want with me, Saram? That you will soon learn. Now, Captain, command your men to set him down. Set the prisoner down. Now, order your men to line up against the courtyard walls, Captain. Detail! Earthling Kent. Or do you still prefer to call yourself John Smith? It doesn't matter. What's in a name? A great deal. If your name is what I think it is. What are you getting at? Just this. Young Earthling Olson told you of a demonstration I permitted him to witness this evening, did he not? What demonstration? Come, come, you know very well. I heard him tell you how astounded he was when he saw a tiny glass sphere no larger than a marble destroy a great statue in my garden. So what? He told you, too, that the tiny sphere contained a powerful explosive. One of Utopia's secret weapons with which we shall conquer the Earth. You mean you think you'll conquer the Earth? I know I shall. And with Superman helpless here on Utopia, who can stop? Who said Superman's on Utopia? <laughs> you said so yourself, Earthling, only a few minutes ago. Is it not so, Teller? Yes, I it is so. Oh, you heard me say that to Jim, to Jim Olson. You see, I knew that dictograph was in the ceiling of our cell all along, so I... Well, I just said what I did to, well, to stall you along, to give Superman plenty of time to get back to Earth. Superman travels with phenomenal speed, even faster than our space shells, is that not so? Well, uh, Why then was it necessary for him to have, as you put it, plenty of time? Why, he, well, well he had to free himself from the force of gravity of your planet. As I... you <sighs> seek to do now? Huh? What do you mean? <laughs> I see you struggling to lift your feet from the ground. <laughs> Continue to try, it will avail you nothing. As it also avails Superman nothing. Now, wait a minute. Ah, Captain Teller, step back with me a few paces. Yes, sire. Ah, this will do. Now, you both observe what I hold in my hand. The secret explosive. Be careful, sire. If you drop it, it will blow us all into eternal space. I shall not drop it. Earthling Kent, this tiny sphere contains our deadly secret explosive. I intend to demonstrate it for you as I did for your friend, the Earthling Olsen. <laughs> this time I will not hurl it at a statue of stone and metal. You, a living being, shall be my target. It 
With his face twisted into a hideous grimace, the evil Zaram held a deadly missile poised, ready to hurl at me as I stood helplessly rooted to the ground by the terrific force of Utopia's gravity. If he threw it and I was left unharmed, the secret of my true identity, which he suspected, would at last be revealed. What was I to do? Now back to Clark Kent's narrative of Superman's most unusual adventure. Obviously enjoying the show he was staging, Zaran, cruel regent of Utopia, held the deadly explosive missile poised to hurl at me as he called out, Now then, I shall proceed with my experiment. Observe the earthling well, Captain. Wait! Don't throw that! Silence! It's too late to stop now, earthling Kent. Now then... Oh, sire! What is that? It's thunder, of course. Come out of my way. Wait! That's not thunder! The sound comes from below. Great space, it does indeed, sire. The ground shakes beneath our feet. Yes, you are right. What can it be? You hear that, sire? Yes. It's like a gigantic cracking. What means this? I feel it reach our planet is at last being shattered into eternal space, sire. No, no, it cannot be. According to our scientists' reckoning, the day for that is not yet here. He's right, sir, Am. He's right. Yes, it has come. The rumbling and the cracking. Utopia is breaking apart, sire. We're doomed. stricken, Zaram and his guards stood rooted with fear as the great rending, rumbling roar rose to a crescendo and the ground shook and cracked under their feet. And I, too, still unable to move, stood helpless to save Jimmy and his friends. Utopia's doom, I was certain, meant Superman's doom, too. What happened then? How did Superman, apparently helpless, manage to save his friends and himself? Tomorrow's episode in Clark Kent's story of Superman's most unusual adventure runs at a thrill-a-minute pace, so don't miss it, whatever you do. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pen. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. narrative of Superman's most unusual adventure. Clark Kent tells how he almost perished in his effort to save Jimmy Olsen on the planet Utopia. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, they say that time flies. And you know, nowadays, when you're busy rounding out your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet, why, it seems like time flies with the speed of Superman. Why, almost before you know it, you're close to having all 18 buttons in the series. 
And it's mighty exciting and loads of fun, too. Exciting fun when Mom opens a new package of pet to see which button's inside. Maybe Cindy, or Vitamin Flintheart, or Superman himself. And thrilling fun to exchange duplicates with your pals, too. And doggone wonderful fun wearing all your pep comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your, or your dress or cap. And there'll be lots more fun, too, because something new and exciting is coming along soon. So you better get busy on your collection, gang. Finish it off. Better remind Mom right now that you're in the market for plenty of Kellogg's pep. That's how easy it is, you know. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. But you get a comic button in every package of pep you open. And you get some grand eating, too, because these whole wheat flakes are loaded with that sunny golden toasted flavor. Crisp and fresh and tasty as can be. A swell breakfast dish. That's the Sunshine Cereal Gang. P-E-P. Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you know, Clark Kent has been assigned to write a feature story on Superman's most unusual adventure. Let's join him now as he continues to recall his experiences on the planet Utopia. Unable to free myself from the terrific force of gravity on Utopia, I tried to stall Jimmy's execution by assuming the guise and garb of Clark Kent. And it seemed to work. But Zaram, wily regent of Utopia, tricked me by placing Jimmy in my cell and eavesdropping on our conversation. Apparently, Zaram heard enough to make him suspect that Kent and Superman were one and the same, and to prove his theory, had me brought out into the palace courtyard. There, he was about to hurl a powerful explosive at me, when suddenly a deep rumbling sound rose and swelled as the ground trembled underfoot. Alarmed, Zaram's captain of the guards called out. You hear that, sire? Gigantic cracking. What means this? I fear, sir. Yes, speak. I fear our planet is beginning to shatter and fall into eternal space. It cannot be. My astrologer, my scientist, they said it would not happen until five days hence. Well, here it is. Like it or not. What shall we do, sire? What shall we do? Wait. The rumbling is diminishing. The ground shakes less. Perhaps... Well, but it will grow worse again shortly, sire. Then I must see my astrologer at once. I go to my council room. Fetch me my astrologer. But what of this earthling catch, sire? Leave him here. Hurry! My astrologer! <laughs> Well, speak up, Master Astrologer. What say you? Why does this rumbling and cracking come now five days before your forecast? Well, sire, it would appear I made a slight error in my calculation. You hear that, Captain Teller. A slight error, he says. I regret that, sire. But after all, I am but an astrologer. I can read the mysterious forces of nature, but I cannot control them. Nor can you accurately read them, stupid old. Much wealth I gave you for your knowledge and advice. You agreed it was safe to begin my invasion of the earth on the day after tomorrow. Now we are lost. Now we cannot even save ourselves. We, sire, you and I must perish too. No, Zaram. There is one way you can yet save yourselves and your warriors and proceed with your invasion of the earth as planned. Tell me quickly. Listen carefully, sire. As you see, it is now but a few lapsed revolutions beyond nine o'clock. At exactly eleven o'clock occurs the moment in solar time in which your space shells can travel to the planet Earth. What good is that? We shall be dead long before. Why, at any moment, Utopia will break apart. Who says that, Captain Teller? Two of our men of science. They told me how 100 years ago, when the last disaster occurred, it struck within one half hour after the first great rumbling and cracking. And that is true. But this time, I know definitely that disaster will not strike until between the hours of midnight and one o'clock of tomorrow morning. Are certain of that? I am quite certain, sire. I assure you that disaster will not strike until a good hour after you and your warriors depart for the earth. It is not true. It cannot be true. I swear I speak true. You seek to deceive us. Wait. Perhaps he does speak the truth, but the scientists say... They could be wrong in my master astrologer, right? I am right, sire. Hmm. There may still be time for me to proceed with my plans. 
to launch my warriors and my secret weapons and the waiting space shells. I assure you, there is yet time, sire. Good. Captain Teller, give the order for my warriors to assemble at the space shells. One moment. I have remembered something, sire. What is that? Quickly, time flies. Superman. If he has escaped to his home on Earth, he may foil our invasion. I do not think he has escaped. How can you know? Did he not disappear from the cell where we found the Earthling Clark Kent? I say I do not think he has escaped. I would I had time to make sure by proceeding with my experiment on the Earthling Kent. However, we must take the chance. No time can now be lost. Give the order for my warriors, Captain. At once, sire. But what of the two Earthlings, Kent and James Olsen? And of the traitorous Anthar and Poco? <laughs> I have a fine plan for them. A fine plan. Come, I shall disclose it to you on the way. And you shall have the pleasure of carrying it out. Prisoner Thantha, Poco, James Olsen. Fall out beside the Earthling Clark Kent. Gee whiz, Mr. Kent. What's going to happen to us now? Don't worry. Everything will be all right. I hope. Oh, friend Clark Kent, this can't be true. Just this morning I saw you. In Metropolis, I know. But look, Poco, please trust me and don't ask any questions. Oh, when I needed aid, you did your part. Now I'll do mine with all my heart. Good. Oh, if I can just break loose. Gee whiz, Mr. Kent. <sighs> with you held down like this and... Superman not here. I'm afraid it's all up with us. But good. Oh, it's not all up yet, Jim. Not yet. Silence, prisoners. Now hear me. By the orders of Regis Salam, you will remain in this courtyard. From where you may witness the departure of our warriors to the earth. Huh? What's that? I was afraid of that. Oh, if I could only get loose. The departure of our base shells will take place at 11 o'clock. And the bright moonlight will afford you an excellent view of our takeoff. Mr. Ken, you hear that? He says they're going to invade the Earth tonight. Yes, I heard him. Listen further, prisoners. Shortly after our departure, this planet is doomed to be shattered into eternal space. And you will be shattered with it. What? Oh, no, it won't. Anthar said we had five days yet. Hey, Anthar. Anthar, what are you shaking your head for? Why don't you say something? No, Anthar grieves in silent pain. He has no heart to speak again. Mr. Kent, why don't you say something? Usually, when we're in a bad spot, you think of something. I can only think I've got to get loose in time to stop Zarab. Well, how could you stop him, even if you could get loose? I know a way. You do? What is it? Tell it to us. Maybe we can... No, only I can... Wait. I'm gaining. I'm gaining a little against this heavy gravity. But it's slow work. Oh, dear. If only Superman could know... How will our winds of fortune blow? Not even Superman can help us now, Poco. The force of gravity would pull him down, too. Just like it does Mr. Kent. No, this time I tell you, James, my friend. This is the dark and bitter end. As the rumblings and grinding noises that signified Utopia's doom increased in intensity... I continued to strain and struggle against the force that held me rooted, helpless, almost willing to admit that this was indeed the end for Jimmy and for Superman. Now back to Clark Kent's exciting story of Superman's most unusual adventure. Buildings top. 
toppled and mountains crumbled as the planet Utopia continued to disintegrate. And still the terrific force of gravity held me in its vice-like grip, while time grew shorter and shorter. Suddenly, the sound of a gong was heard from a point nearby, cutting clearly through the noise of destruction. Hulk, what are those gongs mean? Now the time grows short. The hours have gone by. Within a few minutes, uh, we shall die. A, a few minutes? Yes. Oh, endless sorrow. Oh, boundless woe. Our lives have but a few minutes to go. Jeepers, Mr. Kent, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, I'm afraid it's no use, Jim. Oh, no. I can't budge. Mr. Kent, look. A big crack's opening in the ground near us. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Poco, what happened to Mr. Kent? No, one moment he was here. And there was no trace. Well, I fear he's vanished in space. Oh, no. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. This is the end. Farewell, my friend. Oh, no. With great grinding, shattering rumbles, the huge gash in Utopia's surface widened further and still further. Then as I hurtled into space, the bulk of the planet tore completely away, bearing Jimmy Olsen, Poco, and the now unconscious Anthar with it. Don't fail to hear Clark Kent's thrilling climax of Superman's most unusual adventure and the beginning of a new and exciting story. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!